Oh, yeah, that music means it's Friday. It means that we're going to talk some politics now. Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News, filling in for Vaughn Palmer this week. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good. I love that Friday music. It that gets you up and going. How right? you know. And I know yeah. it's hard for you to get up this early in the morning. We appreciate you. I just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's not hard to get up this early. It's just hard to sound intelligent this early in the morning yeah. for me. I, I need my a life. lot of coffee to get going. <laughs> yeah. my life. I know, I know that feeling. Uh, all right. We have a lot to talk about because this Chinatown stabbing story, which happened Sunday night, uh, all week long we've been talking about it. There are some new developments. I saw that you had obtained some documents on this. What did you find out? Yeah, yesterday after we finished chatting, actually, I uh, suddenly came into possession of the actual seven-page BC Review Board decision into Blair Evan Donnelly, the man who's charged with the triple stabbing in Chinatown. And it's an interest, it's a fascinating document because yeah. all we knew before this was that he had um, done some horrible things. He had uh, killed his own daughter, stabbed her to death in 2006. He'd been involved in a couple of other incidents with stabbing while he was in custody. He'd been found not criminally responsible uh, due to mental disorder. But we didn't know, and these documents show that uh, in April, so only five months ago, there was a big review with uh, psychiatrists and medical professionals into his current state. And there are this report is filled with all sorts of lines like, um, you know, he requires significant supervision to ensure he does not cause further harm to the public. And he presents a high risk of relapse and a cautious approach is necessary to protect the public and on and on. They call him a significant threat. So it, it raises the question. And the question was asked again by uh, Premier David Eby after this came out. How do you have an assessment by the BC Review Board in April that says all of these things about the red flags to public safety here? And then uh, this individual, given an unescorted day pass five months later, and ends up uh, accused of the stabbing in Chinatown. It seems like the core question, we get hints of how this may have happened as we try to piece together the, the BC review board process, which I'll be honest with you, um, I've never really had to go through the BC review board very much. Uh, I don't think the public even knows that it exists in most cases. Uh, and it's a bit of a, a labyrinth of red tape and bureaucracy and uh, and nonsense. But the question seems to be when I read through all these things too, is that how can the board decide one thing and then somehow, without really explaining how or why, somebody decided otherwise and he still ended up doing something that they said he shouldn't be doing? Yeah, there's two issues that appear to be kind of the root of this. So you have this assessment by the board, and really the assessment is designed to say, look, the state has this person in psychiatric care. And should we continue to do that? And what, how has his progress been? And the progress has been not great. Um, he uh, still believes that God is asking him to do things like kill people. And so this, this assessment concluded that he needs to remain in psychiatric care and he's going to stay at the, uh, the forensic psychiatric hospital in Coquitlam. That's the point of the, of the assessment. Uh, and it talks about, you know, has testimony from doctors. Then... There is the, the what's called the disposition of the review board, which is this one-page document, and it puts all the conditions on that order that he continued to be held in custody at the hospital. And the review board chose to put as one of the conditions, it's number two, that at the discretion of the director of the hospital, 
he may grant escorted and unescorted access to the community depending on the mental condition and having regard to the risk of the accused and the risk he poses to himself or others. So you have this decision to continue to keep him in the hospital. You, for whatever reason, put a clause in that allows the director discretion to let the person out. And the director of the hospital, who is, um, I don't know that person's name, but they're identified here as the director of adult forensic psychiatric services, chooses to allow him to go out and exercise that discretion. That seems to be the crux of how this happened. Now, there's no paper record of how the director decided to do that. Um, There's not even, like, I'll say this about the BC Review Board. I could not, if I was them, have handled this worse because they continue to not tell anyone about how this happened. They don't make these documents, your public documents, public. You have to get them through leaks. They don't explain why they are written, why the conditions are here. They don't They don't do anything to uh, handle public confidence. So we don't know why the review board puts this condition in, and we don't know why the director of the hospital grants it, because no one will say anything. They're all just, you know, gone to ground. Uh, and that is why Premier Eby, and you heard in the news hit before the segment, has got Bob Rich, the former Abbotsford police chief, to get in here and answer these questions, because you're not getting them from the review board, which is just sitting there, um, stonewalling uh, pretty much everyone. Which is what they always do, but I, I'm once again shocked that they can't see the writing on the wall on this one, that this one is different. We're back now with Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News, talking about the fallout from what happened in Chinatown on Sunday night. So uh, you mentioned there, Rob, that Premier David Eby has appointed Bob Rich, the former police chief from Abbotsford, to look into this. What are the parameters of that? Well, it, we don't know quite yet what the terms of reference are, but he basically said he'll be given blanket access to anything he needs, anyone he needs, and he wants this review done very quickly. Because the second part of the review that he's asking him to do is double check to make sure that the review board has not done this somewhere else, that it hasn't, uh, you know, put red flags all over someone as dangerous, and yet the forensic hospital is exercising its condition to let them out. Is that happening anywhere else in the province? And if so, get on it. We need to know because we need to stop it. Uh, And so those two things comprise the review by Mr. Rich. He was asked, the premier, well, maybe we should take a look at the old review board itself, sitting there quietly watching public confidence crater into the ground over this thing, saying nothing, issuing no statements, not investigating the matter itself, not expressing any concern whatsoever, refusing to make public its own documents that are public documents. Um, And he said, yeah, I mean, we can get to that, but let's, let's start with the, you know, the, the core issue here and then go from there. But I think, you can make a pretty good argument at this point that like, look, there are a bunch of experts that work for the BC review board, psychiatrists, medical professionals, people like that. That's fine. You know, obviously they, they they're highly trained individuals, but there is a provincially appointed board here that serves at the pleasure of the premier and the cabinet. They're just cabinet orders. They are people who are not necessarily special. The chair is Brenda Edwards, a former BC liberal, um, you know, civil servant in that government, um, fire them, you know, like how, if your organization goes through what this organization has gone through and it's an agency of the state, right? It's exercising on behalf of you and I and everyone else, our power to care for and treat these people who are found not criminally responsible for what they've done. 
and this happens and and just like any goodwill any any sense of justice you know justice having to be seen to be done as well disappears you're in a bit of a crisis and i think you could take a, a pretty good argument here that there's a bunch of lawyers on this board there's a law professor there's a former judge there's a bunch of other people from different groups some of them aren't even lawyers at all they're just uh, former government employees or or whatever put in somebody some other group that is willing to kind of i think engage the province in a better way as part of this review i, I don't think david i think david eb's done all the right things in reacting quickly to this but how much is the review board going to be changed without a more cooperative group that understands the difficulties of what this is. So there, the, that question, the, the premier hasn't quite got to mm. what he wants to do with the review board. But I will say in his defense, David Eby doesn't shy away from dismissing uh, no. people yeah, exactly. <laughs> who We've aren't doing before. their job. So it's not off the table. Uh, it's just, um, you know. If I were them, I, I would it. start being more forthcoming if I were them. I I would start opening up and, and talking about what happened well, here. I'm, Right? Yeah, it's, I mean, your colleague uh, Ramina Dea at Global has essentially stormed into the review board office for a couple of days in a row, demanding someone talk publicly about this and getting. That's well, what you got to do. Email, yeah, right? getting told <laughs> to send an email to an address that no one responds to. Uh, that doesn't cut Ridiculous. it for a public agency, and I think that is a larger issue that the premier will have to deal with. Okay, there's that, and then the other big news yesterday was in talking about public safety was the NDP government deciding that yeah, you know what, you're right, no more drug use in public places. <laughs> that is an epic climb down by the NDP government that was kind of gaslighting us all a little bit on this issue. I mean, it wasn't; it was only a few months ago that if you raised the prospect that decriminalization was causing or contributing to a rise in open drug use around playgrounds and parks, you were accused by an NDP cabinet minister in the House of Fearmongering. And it turns out that that is accurate, that mayors rose up of all political stripes, including New Democrat mayors, to say decrim has produced unintended consequences of open drug use in areas that our municipal bylaw officers can't control because of what's happened. And finally, you know, the NDP government realized this. And yesterday they announced a 15 meter buffer zone around playgrounds and water parks and skate parks. 15 meters, half of a regulation size basketball court. You can continue to consume drugs 16 meters away from children. Um, I don't know why 15 meters was chosen. The premier was asked yesterday and he said, look, like, we're just trying to get this done. I have legislation coming in the fall that's going to expand it in a more sensical way, uh, including the like transit stops and whatever, because this is arbitrary number out of thin air. Right. So they're just doing this now and then they're going to actually expand it. Yeah. And I, you know, like good on them. I think the mayors yesterday uh, said great, terrific, but the process of dragging the NDP government kicking and screaming through using its initial defense that we see quite a bit of accusing people who criticize or question its policies as fear-mongering, why do you not support, um, you know, trying to help people reduce their stigma on drugs? That wasn't the issue. You can also support decrim and raise a question about why there are people in playgrounds um, using drugs and why municipal bylaw officers are being told and mayors are being told they can't, they don't have the authority to do anything about it. Uh, and that disconnect, I think, made the government look... Um, not particularly responsive, and it allowed BC United to kind of gain some ground, I but, think, on that issue the last while. But you made such a good point about this uh, earlier in the week, too. This is the, the, I guess, the trap for people in the opposition is that, yeah, you can put forth ideas, but you also run the risk of the government kind of taking your idea. 
Well, the ultimate idea from BC United, which this NDP government will not touch, is to end the decrim experiment. So that'll be the ballot box issue. Kevin Falcon will look at this and he'll do whatever he wants with it. But the end voter um, proposition is going to be, do you want to keep going on this path or do you want to just cancel it? And I think that the NDP are not going to get to that point. So I expect this fall we will see a more robust series of bubble zones around different areas. Why we didn't anticipate that uh, in doing this in January is a question that the government doesn't really want to answer, I don't think. There was other metrics um, released yesterday on how we're going to gauge the success of decrim because it has not done anything to the record overdose death exactly. rate. Um, those metrics, which are just looking at the other day, don't make a lot of sense, to be honest with you. They're, they're very difficult to understand. Things like stick, measuring people's stigma in surveys on the street and um, interactions with police and things. I'm not sure. I think yeah. it's going to be increasingly hard if this continues for the NDB government to prove that this has worked when all the evidence in the real world indicates it's having difficult consequences. And, and that is, that'll be a challenge for them going forward. It certainly will be. Uh, Rob, thank you. Okay, take care. That is Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News. There are lots of stuff in politics to talk about today. There'll be more follow on all that. Keep listening here for the very latest. And if you want to weigh in, of course, simi at cknw.com.